Welcome back, everyone. This is Shuttlepod Picard, Season 1, Episode 10. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and I'm joined by the rest of my Shuttlepod gang, Brian. Hey, everybody. And Kayla. Hey, guys. And Jared. Hello, friends. Hey, guys. So here we are. We're at the end of the first season of Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a momentous occasion, I guess, because we've all been looking forward to this whole series, and here we are. We've seen the full 10-episode first season. Um, the final episode is Et in Arcadia Ego Part 2, teleplay by Michael Chabon, story by Michael Chabon and Akiva Goldsman, and directed by Akiva Goldsman. And of course, we have our CBS-approved synopsis, as vague as ever. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, do you want to do the honors? Certainly. Picard and his team are pitted against the Romulans and the synthetics of Capellius in a final confrontation. (laughs) Accurate if brief? Yeah, accurate if brief, yeah. (laughs) Um, So there you go. Uh, Let's let's, let's talk about just kind of quick reactions. I guess we can go alphabetical, so Brian. Oh, all right. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll go around the room, quote unquote, to the virtual room. All right. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. Uh, I loved the, the, the obviously there's an emotional high at the end mm-hmm. because of data. We all, I mean, you, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have a soft spot for data. Right. Um, and his story. As an entire episode of TV, though, I didn't think it was all that. It was okay. And... I feel like the whole Picard Golem thing opens up a big can of worms. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. Um, it was okay. It was okay. I didn't didn't think it was a masterpiece or anything like that, but it it tied up enough of the themes of the season to land the show without making a you know it, it landed fairly well, well mm-hmm. enough. You know, I think well um, enough it is, is, is the key word there. Yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And then we can get into more the good and, and the bad and the indifferent later. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jared. Okay, so something that I've wanted to say is uh, my, my reaction generally to the current instance of the franchise, or generation if you will, has not been generally positive. I mean, there's been some things I liked. I thought I think Tilly is great. I enjoyed short tracks i enjoyed the first couple episodes of picard but something i feel compelled to say is if someone handed me the keys to the star trek car and said drive kid i wouldn't really know what to do right so yeah. i i I, mm-hmm. I mean if someone said jared you you could uh, make a star wars show i would have ideas of what to do if someone said jared you could you could do the Hobbit movies. I'd say, yes, I know exactly how not to do them based on how terribly the terrible the actual <laughs> Hobbit movies are. <laughs> but, but if yeah. someone said, what would you want to actually do for Star Trek? I wouldn't know. So I need to, to express some, I guess, humility in that regard. That I think this is a very difficult thing to try to do. Because this is a show that captured the spirit of one decade really well. And then miraculously lightning struck twice. And they were able to capture the spirit of another decade or two. Uh, and and I'm not sure how you really get lightning to strike a third time. Um, mm-hmm. ha- having said that, I think a lot of the... Um, what, what What's the expression? The uh, uh, 
need to try to use the same kind of to uh, to insist that they can make the same kind of, of do the same kind of storytelling in previous from previous decades um, hasn't landed super well, and I think they needed to just focus on trying to tell a, a good story first before pontificating about how uh, this is why Brexit and Trump were wrong. Like, like, just tell a good story first, right? And I don't feel like that was their goal at all. I feel like they were more interested in um, a homily than a story. And I could be wrong, but that's sort of the impression that I've had that's made it difficult to try to consume it as a piece of art. Does that make sense? Okay, sure. there we go. I didn't. I personally don't see. I thought whatever political aspirations yeah. the show had that, kind of faded away very faded, quickly. Yeah, pretty quickly. Which, which is weird because they talked about it so much, but it wasn't. I agree. It wasn't in the forefront of the actual storytelling once they got into it. But I feel like that no, kind of right. But this this happened. It. But this has happened for the past two seasons of Discovery as well. So mm-hmm. they they've lost themselves every time. Unfortunately, yeah, they kind of get they got it. They kind of get lost in their own plot mm-hmm. after a while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, that's, it's unfortunate. That's, do. that's a great way yeah. to say it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, and yeah. anyway, uh, before we get too far into it, Kay, go ahead and uh, say what say your say. Yeah, I'll say what I need to say. Um, I it's hard for me to say anything more than what Brian already said. I think Brian, you encapsulated really well my feelings about this episode. I would be slightly more generous than saying it's okay. I would like lean towards the i liked it side but mm-hmm. um but i think you just kind of hit hit every every nail on the head in terms of what i liked and didn't like what worked and didn't work there were so many narrative threads in this season that wrapping them all up would have been impossible in an hour they in my opinion they wasted the penultimate episode last episode number nine mm-hmm. i think they completely wasted that and so they really had one hour to wrap this up rather than two and I think the story suffered from that. A lot of things happened in this episode. There were yeah. a lot of threads left hanging. So things, there, most people at the end of the episode, I think, at least the people who I heard talking about it on Twitter and social media and things like that, and in, in comments on our website, were saying things like, oh, what happened to the XBs? What happened to Eric? What happened to this mm-hmm. or that or the other thing? It was that. And then obviously the say lot in the room right picard is an android now and like you said (laughs) they sort of created this possibility where anyone can just become an android now and and if they wanted to be immortal and have superpowers so that's a problem that they've introduced into the universe um and it seemed that seems like a bigger problem than the one that we're we were presented with that required (laughs) Um, this amazing intervention to prevent synthetic life forms from reaching a certain point. Yeah, this even kind of yeah. goes beyond that. So, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, without, without getting too much into the specifics, those are the big things that stand out to me. So, I'm I'm confused as to my reaction to this episode. But for me, the data stuff at the end saves the day so much that it, it my joy of that overwhelms my confusion mm. over the rest of it. So that's why I come down on the I liked it side. Well said. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mr. Wright? Mm, I think I lean towards like the Kayla side of it, which is that it was kind of a mess, but the data part really saves it. 
there's some good Picard mm-hmm. speechifying in there that I liked. Um, there's, you know, there's enough in here, especially towards the end, that makes it worthwhile, you know? But mm-hmm. I do, but again, like everyone else, I have so many questions about and concerns about many aspects of this. That All right, well, let's get we into should it. delve then. into it, yeah. Okay, so uh, we start up with Narek and what happened to him as he kind of apparently walks the 10 kilometers or so, whatever it was, away and sneaks onto the Borg cube because I think, you know, he figures that's a good place to hide. And of course, then as it turns out, Nerissa is still alive at this point, which really... <laughs> the way you said that yeah. was completely <laughs> exasperating. Well, because wow. really, like, in theory, this this cube crashed and a bunch of people should be dead. But right? no one's dead. But no, no one's, one's dead, died. including yeah. her. I, I, and you know what? Another thing that didn't happen when that cube hit the surface, that should have been an extinction-level event. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I mean, a Borg cube hits the surface uh-huh. at, at full speed, it's going to annihilate like yeah it's like it's yeah. like a small meteor hundreds of thousands of, of miles that, that, that oh, was I'm, doing, the, I'm gonna do the math that was the exact plot of avengers age of ultron was that ultron lifts the city up out of the ground and he's gonna drop it on it and just the impact will send the earth into a second ice age yeah oh, i mean i'm right. sure they could say i'm sure that the easy way out of this is that well they they use their thrusters to land as softly as sure, they could sure. kind of a thing that is the way. Oh, okay, so aside, I just looked it up. The size of the Chicxulub impactor, which is the the meteorite that crashed into Earth and killed the dinosaurs, is estimated to be between eleven and eighty-one kilometers in size. And the size of a board cube is about three kilometers on a side. So while it may not have been quite as big, it's almost it's like one order of magnitude lower, but still. That's still a hell of a thing. Then. That's huge. Yeah. A th- yeah. It's a three mm. kilometer wide, so twenty-seven cubic kilometer <laughs> object, <laughs> just smashing into the world, just slamming cool. into the earth. Yep. Yeah. How many how many megatons of force would that have compared to say the bomb dropped on uh, Hiroshima? Oh God, good question. More math. Oh, you don't have to look it up. I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah. that it's probably comparable. It's probably more. Oh, or, or okay, right. And so somehow this 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 settlement was uh, I don't know what maybe ten kilometers away, and it's fine. Okay, maybe the the flowers like slowed it down. Ah, yes. Space oh, that's flowers. true because it, it was, it was oh. dragging it. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, either way though, there was no <laughs> dust cloud. I mean, there was nothing from it just like smashing into the earth. Anywho, so Narek goes in there, finds out that Sis has been hiding out in a secret hiding place because, of course, they both spent tons of time in the artifacts, so they know all its nooks and crannies, apparently. Um, and then we see some more sort of Elnor and Seven kind of bonding. Elnor's, you know, just kind of deciding that he likes Seven now. Yeah. He's in his little, uh, you know... Uh, absolute candor way that he do <laughs> mm-hmm. which is nice actually it's funny i think we've talked about Eleanor doesn't have enough to do at least he actually has some stuff to do like people to talk to and interact with this one and it's not yeah. too bad he's still not really doing a lot but at least no. like as a character he's there and like talking with people in this one you know what i mean like it's better than they have they've used him a little bit more in this 
He is the most undeveloped character, though, of the main cast. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. They, they haven't figured, it. they haven't quite figured him out yet. Yeah. They have time, obviously. They have time. It, it's interesting <clears> because <throat> he's really underdeveloped, but I actually really like his character because oh. the the episode in which he was introduced, I really enjoyed. Yeah, and like, I love yeah. the whole absolute candor thing. Yeah, then, like theoretically, he's very likable. It's just like we have to do something with him, you know? Yeah, and yeah, from then yeah. on out, he they keep changing how they use him, and mm-hmm. no one seems, none of the writers seem to understand who he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a kind of a shame. I hope they, I hope they get to flesh him out a bit next season because I really mm-hmm. like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they will. And then, of course, Picard is under house arrest, kind of living his his house arrest life. <laughs> Just kind of napping Just or like whatever. Taking a nap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, he's 92 and he's under house arrest. You might as well. Um, I think we can all relate to that a bit right now. Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, like, Soji is still sort of piqued, you know, curiosity by him and wants to talk to him and has that whole lecture, right, where, you know, he says, you've got a choice. And she says, no, you, you hold all the cards. You organics have never given us a choice, you know. You organic. Mm. I know. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So there's much of that posturing sort of going on. It, it was interesting, but I don't, I don't know if I. What what is it that he says something about? Like it's a failure of your imagination to think yes. you don't have a choice. Yeah. What, what What exactly does that mean? You know I what don't I mean? Know. Like yeah, I didn't know either. I. I Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. No. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just so, like last episode. It's, it's, it's just like the last episode where they think they're saying something really profound, but it doesn't quite hold water. Yes. And Stuart yes. delivers it well. So it, I love, like, I think everyone, Brian, had the same thought of like, oh, well, like, he said that with such, you know, conviction. authority and conviction that I must be the one who doesn't get it. But no, it just uh-huh. didn't make sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about it like a few times. I was like, no. That really doesn't actually kind of parse out. Like, it doesn't really make sense, but (laughs) that's okay. So he's sort of, you know, sort of slowly turning the tide on Soji. Like, she's still sort of intrigued, still sort of, you know, still sort of beholden to him, you know? She still likes him, whatever, still sort of attracted to this, you know, magnetic personality of Picard. But she hasn't quite decided, you know, of course, to side with him yet. But, you know, we can see the gears turning. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Most definitely. Boom, boom. And then uh, that's where we are for the moment, right? He's just sort of on house arrest and they have their discussions back on La Serena. They're trying to get it, you know, off the ground. And then there's the crazy thing that Saga gave them that. I mean, what did the any, heck? Did anyone <laughs> not think it looks like the Ocarina of Time? I didn't think about it until you just said it, and then I was I, like, "Oh, totally." Th- yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> and so apparently, just grab, just grasping the thing like brass knuckles, right? There's like finger holes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you use your imagination, and it it just does whatever you and want. It's like kind of a MacGuffin yeah. thing that just does whatever you yeah. need. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, Star. I mean, Star Trek has had stuff like this before, but this is a doozy. Oh yeah, yeah and apparently oh, yeah. this is something that leave it to the unique android brain or something to come up with it. Like, I don't get it. Like, really? That okay? I I hate the idea of this tool, but I actually really liked this scene. Even though <laughs> oh, it's a good well, it's a good scene. Thing. Yeah, and because Rafi and Rios have such awesome chemistry. Yeah, they have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was such a light moment in an otherwise like 
dire, you know, episode. A lot of the episode yep. was mm-hmm. intense yep. and dire, and this yeah. was like fun, yep. and I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So they yep, get this definitely. ship powered up, and then Narek's out there throwing rocks. Like, all right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And doesn't Rios go? I know what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, he does. I didn't get that. He's like, I, I was like, I was like, what do you have? Do, do you often have yeah, people throwing rocks I, at your I, ship? I think that's yeah. the idea. He's he's not well liked, and people throw rocks at him. Yeah, I at guess ship so. Or something. Oh. <laughs> I don't I know. Did not get that. I did yeah, not get that. It, that it was kind of weird. It. Yeah. And of course, it's Narek who's like, "Hey, <laughs> let me in." I have a plan. You should listen to me. I know, promise you know, I'm good you know. now. Yeah. Yeah, and they believe him right away. They Saps. do, which is really surprising. Like, really? Yeah. You're ta- and especially because you're talking to the two most cynical people probably of that crew. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, Ravi and Rios are two really beat up, sad people, you know, cynical people at this like, point. They- if anyone shouldn't believe him, it's Elnor. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Sorry, I if mean- anyone should believe him. It's Elnor because oh, I guess you're Absolute right because Kandor. he thinks that they're right. He th- he tends to think other people are still truthful, right? But yeah, he doesn't, right. and I'm like, hell yeah, Elnor, your friend should listen to you. Yeah, and obviously it works out just fine, but like, it was dumb and unconvincing. And so then we all have like a hey, remember that Roman mythology thing that we just sort of dropped and and should have probably told <laughs> yeah. you more about? Remember the tarot cards? Yeah, me- yeah, yeah. M- remember the tarot cards? So we should all like, you know, have s'mores around a campfire. For some yeah. reason. Well, there's a, like a, yeah. an electrical storm above too, by the way. Kind of yeah. freaky. Yeah. They stopped to have a weenie roast. Mm-hmm. Even though they just fixed the ship with they, the aquarium. Right, right. There's now lights on yeah. inside and like power. So, you know. So let's yeah, have but a anyway. fire? Yeah. Maybe they use the ocarina to make a fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, it can uh, do anything. Use your imagination. Yeah. That's true. Um, I wonder if it could have just fixed Picard's mental aberration right. brain yeah aberration. Mm, sure it just Didn't it makes it, it just becomes a little probe shoves into his brain fixes it sure. you know, done use your imagination ah, use your imagination uh-huh. um so we get the campfire version of the romulan mythology which is you know it's 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 kind of fun and well written but doesn't make any sense outside of the scene you know mm-hmm. like why they're having this whole scene there yeah yeah it, it felt like th- for a show that was packed with so much stuff mm-hmm that didn't feel necessary. <laughs> no, no. I mean, wasn't. it's a nice background thing, but it's almost the kind of thing you put on the Blu-ray later. Yeah. Like, yeah. So people... Well, especially no, because... And that, and that memory alpha could write a nice entry about, and that's it. You <laughs> know especially I mean? because like, we No, but know... seriously. Yeah, you know, seriously, no, but seriously right. I'm not being I'm not being snarky about yeah, it. Yeah, you're serious. right. It's like, I know. It's like you, you feel like we got a lot of plot to get through, and you're, we're stopping well, especially because for a history lesson. we know two, two scenes that are actually helpful with the background were cut. Like, so, I mean... Oh, which scenes? Sh- Shabon talks about it. Uh, there was a scene for Narek being taken into Federation custody that we should oh, have yes. seen. Oh, yes. Yep. And there was also a scene to show what's going on with the XBs. Right. I feel like that was more important. Two, yeah. two things so, that people explicitly so were asking about. those apparently ended up on the cutting room floor, but Campfire, no, that, that's gold. Yeah. We, we stick with that. So well, and like you guys said, it was cool, but... A, I agree with you, Brian. It's too much for this episode. I already had too much. And B, it was like a lot. Like I literally wanted to, I was compelled to pause it and take notes. 
because there were so many names of things Mm -hmm. and like it went through like a big story real quick and i was like wait a minute do i have to remember all this is there no well that's the whole point is no you don't though it's it's a throw is this gonna pay off is this gonna pay off later somehow yeah it didn't there's there's also okay there's a principle in literary scholarship called intertextuality where in one piece of work you reference another one to try to show some significance. Yes. Like the best example in Star Trek, I think, is in Darmok, right? Where the whole thing is these people communicate through intertextuality. Juliet at her window, like Deanna says. Or when Picard tells the story of the Epic of Gilgamesh, about Gilgamesh and Enkidu being in a mortal battle battle together. The same way Picard and Dathan are. So it's directly relevant to the story that is being told. So I don't know if this Romulan creation myth uh, fit into that at all well. But it does ex- explain why they named, why they used Latin uh, for titles for the last two, for this finale. Because they, they want to try to tie into ancient Rome, I guess. Even though Arcadia was in Greece, not Italy. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> there's, there's the humanities lesson for the day. There you go. Indeed. Come here for the Star Trek podcast. Get a little uh, extra on the side. There we go. That's what we're. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did I derail us? No. No, no. I'm just trying to think about how this. So, how did Picard and Gerardi end up being the ones on? Oh, that's because I was. This doesn't make sense to me. I think we're missing a piece. I was just trying to think. Okay, so then they think that they're going to go sabotage the transmitter with Nerex fancy grenades so they mm-hmm. leave la serena leaving it empty for picard and Girati to kind of make their little escape and she could they come back to the ship to find it empty and uh kill as your note says to the two least qualified people to pilot a starship to <laughs> yeah. take it out and as picard says like get, you know give me a minute i haven't actually piloted a starship in like you know forever so yeah that was yeah cute. It's yeah. cute, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's the wrong person, especially because like, um, he freely admits he's not used to the three D interfaces either, like the holographic, you know, interfaces. So yeah, he's definitely the wrong person. So, but so well, they make it work. And like Gerardi was freaked out a few episodes prior when she had to use the transporters, so she's not yeah. getting any help. No, but apparently then she was quite helpful. Like the the two of them did it fine. Apparently, yeah, she's an so. ideas person. She well, yeah, she definitely is. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, good. What their little some speech find in there for sure as they go up and talking about how he's you know basically going to set, um, you know they've had a poor teacher basically about what humanity means the sensev I mean, and mm-hmm. so he's going to sort of demonstrate a lesson for them basically that he'll go risk his life then for them to show mm-hmm. what it's like you know to show that he's not everyone is you know damning of the synths or whatever and that people will mm-hmm. sacrifice themselves for him so he you know that's a great speech it's a great moment but yes that's a picard thing that we would we would see him do for sure gerardi seals his line right and says make it so which was like cute whatever it was like super corny fan service but also it was like i'll let you have that that was fine mm-hmm. sometimes that was fine. that's okay it was yeah yeah it was fine yeah yeah and then they get a sort of holographic Ocarina of Time enhanced version of the Picard maneuver, you could say. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever that's worth. Which worked, you know, for a few seconds. It did, it did. It did what it, it needed did what, to do. It, you know? Exactly. It did what it needed yeah. to do. Yeah. 
This is when I felt that the ocarina got stretched beyond what I would like its abilities to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because how did it suddenly become like a massive holographic generator, right? Right, with warp signatures for each right. of the ships. For each of the ships, right. Yeah, I don't and know how. Like, when it was like fixing, unfusing something and then like fixing some cabling, that was fine. Yeah, then it's just a fancy tool. It's going to it's gonna do whatever the plot needs it That's to do. That's what I hate about it. That's what I did yeah. not want it to be, and I knew it was yeah. going to be that. As soon as I saw Rios using it, I was like, I'm loving this moment, but this is going to come back, and it's going to yep. be dumb. Yep. And I didn't hate what happened with this, but I hate the fact that this little device just magically made it happen. Yeah, because then it's a magic wand. Right, because exactly. I don't even remember when you actually did kind of like cross something to something and like invert something to make it work at least that's like trying to use sure technology you know this yeah. is just like yeah. i didn't even need to rig something up it just did it like you didn't even need just to try to it. rig up a holographic emitter or like just yeah. think about Forget it. it yeah but yeah, that's ha- that's a nice moment and it buys them just enough time that yes they're taking a pummeling but the troops will arrive as we know um, but we'll save that because they haven't arrived quite yet. Um, They're basically biding their time in space. Exactly. So then back on the planet, team former enemies, which I love. That, thank you, Kayla, for that little term. <laughs> Uses the Wookiee prisoner trick, right? To break back in. Dun, dun, dun. Here they go. Breaking and, into Synthville. Yep. Go back into Synthville. And then, of course, that doesn't really work out the way they want it to at all so now what (laughs) yeah they spend this whole time doing this like oceans 11 style setup (laughs) of how they're gonna break back in things in the football and everything (laughs) right and And then they get in and they deploy the football grenade and uh soji just catches it yeah she's just like nope (laughs) denied she she supermans it yeah Mm mm-hmm so that was it. There's so many things in this season that have been like, they've set it up and then it just abruptly ends. Right. So thank thank goodness then that Soong is actually wondering uh, what what happened to Saga and is going through her logs, right? To see the yeah. reality. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see that. So then of course he gets the truth, which no kidding, pink evil Soji is pink evil Soji, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sutra is evil and did that. Um, so of course now we got soon you know upset that his children are like misbehaving basically and and, and now will confront her instead of just being a weird passive hermit <laughs> kind of guy right um and then yeah pulls out a little glowing like rod and turns her off apparently right that's the end of the bad guy are we clear that. if she was just shut off like i don't know or killed she looked shut she looked, she looked shut off to me. I don't That's think he I would outright too. like kill one of his creations. I think he just turned yeah, off. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I agree. I thought she was just shut off. But I mentioned that to someone and they go, oh, I thought he killed her. Nah. Yeah, she looked like a robot who had her power. I think he just deactivated her. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that, of course, it, begs mm-hmm. the question, can he shut them all off? Uh-huh. Exactly. Like I, You would think so. I would think so, yes. He's got to have a master switch somewhere. He should if he was smart. He should, yeah. Can he, like, maybe think about maybe, like, getting that out right about now? (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) Well, they're all his children, though, so he doesn't really want to do it. But, yeah, Yeah. exactly. This is the right time for that. By the way, good to see him not turn into some bad bad guy type thing. I was very pleased that did not happen. Yes. Um, But it, it is a bit of a surprise that they... They kind of build up Sutra to be something, and then 
she's just done. <laughs> that surprised me. Is it? I mean, again, it's one. Once it didn't again. upset me or anything. I was just surprised. That's. But all. I mean, it's once again this this the, the, this thing of building this thing up and then just abruptly ending it, just like yeah. the fo- the football grenade, just like the Borgs that Seven reactivated and then they just got spaced. So yeah. many of these things they spend time setting us setting up and they're like, oh well, I guess that's the end of that. Yeah, because like yeah, they give her all this evil villain mon- you know monologues in the previous episode, and they're kind of building her up to be something that, that you know the gang is going to have to deal with. And then yeah, it's like ah uh, yeah no, just going to turn you off. Yeah, yeah, so it's annoying. So she's, it was, that that surprised me. That surprised me. Yeah. So she's basically oh. like the bad influence on Soji. You know what I mean? Like she's not really Apparently, the main yeah. villain here or anything. She's anything. The, the devil on her shoulder. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's she's lore. To her, to right to yeah. Soji's day exactly yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. okay so that's that back on the board cube we get seven does what I think we all were glad she did just <laughs> kick Marissa <laughs> off an empty ledge like a Yay. big ledge I would have I would have preferred a more spectacular death though yeah but that's okay whatever I'll take it yeah. let's just say that like, like, like at the bottom of it like there'd be a giant warp core and she fell into that just so, <laughs> so we can sa- be sure that she's dead so you're yeah, saying yeah, like the yeah. emperor in jedi but exactly yeah, yeah. doesn't kind of like that yeah kind of like that i but guess well, does it, have a... learned that doesn't actually kill you as much as you yeah. think it would yeah. yeah i was gonna say yeah. i was gonna say ignoring the new trilogy that does weird shit with that <clears throat> anyway well, no, one, no one's yeah. ever really gone yeah no one's that's ever really right. gone there it that's is. right that's right so anyway uh seven you know once again and it's nice to see that this does bother her later we have that nice moment yes. where seven's like i wasn't gonna do this again <laughs> kind of thing um but we're all glad she did really it's fine yeah <laughs> we'll like, forgive we'll, that. We'll, we'll let this one slide yeah yeah, sucks. yeah yeah you get a freebie there okay <laughs> um okay yeah she was terrible yeah she was actively she was, oh. she was actively terrible star trek villain yes, yeah. she was who was worse? I feel bad for the actress who who was just doing her best, but like, oof. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a slide worse? on the actress. It's it's the, it's no, the character. Oh it's goodness. the writing, hundred percent. Yeah. So what were we, we going to say, Kelly? Uh, who is worse, Narissa or Pink Soji, aka Sutra? Oh, Narissa, because we had to put up with her for much longer. That's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. And yeah. and she and Narissa like vamped a lot more and stuff. You know what I mean? Ugh. Ugh, yeah. Let's not forget the creepy incest vibes. Right. That too. Yeah. And you know, Pink Soji is kind of a child, right? So to some degree, you can write that aspect of her behavior off. Sure. That's what Nerissa is. Just, yeah, Nerissa is just a creepy asshole. Yeah, yes. exactly. She's a full-grown woman who's just being an ass. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Beacon activates, and um, we get things that I. Which, by the way, Michael Shabon swears this they are not anywhere related to Discovery. But my God, don't they look it just seems very like, clear? They are. They, don't they yeah. look just right out of season two of Discovery? Those yes, little, they do. Those or tentacles. or yeah. the Matrix, take your pick. Which which we've also said about season two of Discovery. So there you go. Hmm. The the mecha arms come you know pouring out of this portal to hell, basically. Apparently, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they don't seem to be super advanced. They just kind of seem like they're evil mecha things, right? Yeah. Yep. I assume that was but, just like the front line coming in, and then some other beings would come through. This was like I assume so too, but the, you know, just yeah. the the opening tentacles. This was Act One. <laughs> act One, yeah. So well, I guess they they never intended on building around that anyway. So so it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. 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 
So then Picard has that another really great, you know, sort of father daughter almost moment with Soji about things and, you know, tells her that she's got, you know, a choice and that chance to really, you know, make a difference basically. And hey, you know what? She does. Hooray. <laughs> and by and by the way, this is they this this conversation happens and this is typical of a very move of movies and TV shows. Picard is trying to convince her to do the right thing while he's in the middle of a battle and there's ship blowing up all around him. Yep, exactly. Because <laughs> they show the view screen a couple of times and there's all this crazy shit going on and Picard's sitting there and trying to like reason with Soji and I'm like, wow. <laughs> he can Shouldn't do it be, all. Put yeah. your hands on the wheel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't text and drive, man. Yeah. That's right. That's right. His multitasking abilities were very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then of course, like in the middle of all this, our buddy Will Riker shows up mm-hmm. just is, in the nick of time. Just in time. And that little throwaway line about a reserve activation clause, which of course harkens right. back to the which motion picture. Knew. Oh, very right. nice. Which we knew was, yeah, I didn't yes. catch that. Right. Which, uh, which we knew would which pay we off. Which we knew had I to mean, pay off. And so sure enough, right. here he is. He's decided he's, you know, as he says, he's an acting captain. He's not actually, you know, back in the service really. But he's an acting captain for this task force, and he shows up with their supposed top-of-the-line ships. Yep. Yep. That, according to Michael Chabon, is the Curiosity class, which is a good name. I like it. Did, did he uh, say what it was named after? I was curious if it was the I, Mars rover. Uh, no, he didn't say what, but I, you, you got to think so. Yeah. I, I, have to, I have to interject there. When he said that, curiosity class i couldn't tell whether he was being serious or if his tongue was in i assumed he was being a tongue-in-cheek until i kept reading and then he kept treating it as like okay real. and okay. some of his other answers he, he put okay because yeah. the way he answered it i was like oh he's just having some fun. yeah oh, because like isn't it curious yeah. like i wonder what the name of the class exactly is. Yeah, exactly because yeah, yeah. yeah. or he just pulled that or he just pulled that out of his ass yeah. you know what i mean because like, yeah. a lot of a lot of and we have this up on our website transcribed because it's sitting in an instagram story which is harder for a lot of people to parse through we, we yeah. took a lot of them out and put them in a lovely article. Thank you. Uh, I think it was Tony who actually did this for us. So I appreciate that he did that. Pulled a bunch of their stuff out from the Instagram story that he made and put it into a proper article to read through. And yeah, when you read through it, sometimes he is being kind of cheeky. So it is hard to tell like mm-hmm. what he's saying about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not canon anyway. So. No, right. This is all right. It's, all, it's, it's just, you know, it's just sort of headcanon of of the showrunner so it's not canon but it's kind of close to it you know so it's... curiosity huh i actually didn't mean to do that i have a question <laughs> <laughs> um so like typically you know memory, memory alpha is like canon stuff and memory beta is the non-canon stuff but think mm-hmm. usually we think of like the books and the comics but what about stuff that showrunners say on the internet mm. or in interviews is that also considered like uh, memory beta material yeah it's technically mm. not but like you'll see that they may end up calling those ships that for lack of anything better with like kind of an asterisk that says this is a conjectured class title you know like okay. they'll try and they'll try and sort of qualify it i wonder if there's like a conjecture um sort of class of articles on memory beta or something or somewhere that to, for classifying because there's so much information quote unquote that comes out and there has been so much for discovery both seasons and picard where the showrunners i don't get why they do this it bothers the hell out of me they go on the after show or whatever or they they do an interview immediately after the episode is aired and then they just qualify and explain everything mm-hmm. that didn't quite make it in 
And it's like, look, if the story can't stand on its own, if you have to go on TV afterwards and explain to me what, what that was about, then that's a problem. And I wish, yep. I wish they would just leave it alone because if I didn't know about this extra stuff, it, I wouldn't necessarily have even thought about it. <laughs> or it would have been left just to the imagination. Mm. So this is know. why, this is why, um, um, if I can interject, um, Christopher Nolan, uh, the director, he doesn't do any DVD commentaries or anything like that because he doesn't want to mm. interject mm. that kind of material into the piece yep. of art. He wants it to just yep. be appreciated on its own. Hmm. I appreciate that. A lot, yes, a lot of filmmakers won't don't do that. Yeah, and they are correct. Yeah, like uh, Spielberg won't, right? He's never done the Spielberg commentary. Spielberg doesn't do it. Yeah. No, um, David Lynch won't do it. Yeah. Martin Scorsese won't do it. Mm-hmm. Scorsese might have done it a couple of times. But I think he got talked into it, but yeah, he and, doesn't normally. Yeah. And that would be different if you have guys like that talking about a movie they made 30 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and So that's yeah. different. That's okay. This is something that's been analyzed to death. But right when we're finished watching an episode and haven't even had a chance to digest it or read an excellently written recap on trickmovie.com, then people are laying into all these different details that they they should just leave to people's uh, own exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> okay, so now here comes the elephant in the room of sorts, right? That in the midst of all of this, Picard's you know eremotic syndrome acts up big time, like mm-hmm. the stress of it, big time, and does what I really didn't think they were going to do this season because. Can I just say, we know that they had a three-season plan going into it. Right, why the, for a long time. Why the hell did they do this now? This should have, <laughs> yeah, this should have been the end of the third season, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I was surprised they were doing it because it was like, we knew nothing. I mean, granted, the way they brought him back was surprising, but the we knew he was coming back. Like There was no right. chance There's, they were going to kill him the, off. The, no chance. The damn series is named after him. Of course he's not going <laughs> to yeah. Like and people would people would riot. Are you kidding? Me? Oh yeah, it would be hell to pay <laughs> in the trucky yeah. world for that. So there was no way we knew as it was happening. There was no way. Well, and then and dead. then in the last episode they set up you know this this body the golem like it's like oh golem, gee right. maybe that will rescue him. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so of course, unfortunately, that is what happens. Like we we'll we'll get there. That's jumping the gun a little bit, but so he does actually succumb to his, you know, brain abnormality. Yeah. It's like an aneurysm or something. I mean, base. I think basically, right? Yeah, something like that happens, yeah. and you know, they to tug at everyone's heartstrings. They basically let everyone think that's the end. You'll note, which is kind of manipulative, right? They let yeah, yeah. basically let everyone assume that he really is dead, except for Gerardi and Sung and. Maybe Soji have an idea about what to do with that. So, but it gives us, as Kayla said, it gives us a great chance to have a lovely few moments with uh, a, a copy, basically, of our friend Data. So, mm-hmm. and that was the beat, the right, yeah, the, the the version of him that existed when he transferred his memories and his programming into before. Right. That's that version. And I thought that was a pretty smart way to do it because, because as we know, the real data, he, he, he done blowed up. So like, you're not going to get him back. Yeah. He done did. Yeah. (laughs) But I think whether or not this is a copy is actually sort of a philosophical question. It's similar to the question of when you're transported. Oh, exactly. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I, my only point in saying a copy is that he doesn't know he's, he's, he, he didn't experience death, which is one of the topics that came up. Right, That's but all. he but he knows what's happened. He does know what's happened, right? He is aware mm-hmm. of like what's currently going on. So, 
that was that was great. Um, Brent did a great job, of course. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, lo- well, that, I loved that everything. Was, that was this. a no-brainer. Yeah, it went well. Mm-hmm. It was it pulled on the heartstrings, and like I said at the beginning, we all have a big soft spot for him. Well, of course. <laughs> you know? Of course. Yeah. You know, it's very hard not to get caught up in things involving data yeah mm-hmm. and, I, and i love the i loved the sort of back and forth where picard is basically you know discussing how guilty he feels about you know data and basically like i wish it had been me and data's like well don't you think the reverse would be true so you know it's kind of nice it's like you know why would you do like what's the kind of where's the logic in that because the reverse would be true too like if i had somehow mm. not you know if i had somehow let you die like data wouldn't be able to live with that either you know it's not sure it's not, survivors right. it's not. exactly so it's just you know and and and, it, and it, you can tell this is stuff picard like needed to hear that like he i mean it's it's a kind of closure that you don't get with someone that you've lost normally right mm-hmm. you don't get to hear those kinds of things from someone that you're deeply moved by over their death you know mm-hmm. so that was lovely for picard and of course it was really great for data to hear uh, I think it made perfect sense that he's tired of basically being stuck in a quantum suspended animation kind of quantum realm that means nothing, right? It's not physical. It's not corporeal. So mm. I think that's lovely that he just wants to sort of be released from it. And he wants to sort of experience the final act of being human, right? Which is to actually end your life, you know? Right. I thought that was beautiful, and I think it's kind of it was love. I think it was well represented by him, sort of rapidly aging, and then oh, that was that was terrific. Stardust, yeah, the effect, the effect on that, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very uh, in in a good way, very you know, two thousand one, the end of two thousand one, oh, things sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, he he ends up in a robe, in a, and it's not his really his study. We know that's Picard's study, kind of repainted. But he ends up in a robe in a study, and it's a little bit like all, all good things, you know. So that's nice too. Did you guys notice the the Hindu statuettes? Mm-hmm. The sort of yep. like pointing towards rebirth, reincarnation. Oh, I missed. There's that. also there's also artifacts from Data's quarters mm. littered throughout there too. I did not see that. Yeah, you know how Data used sense. to have uh, the um, the oh, what was it the, the the little phrenology sculpture, you know, of the had that human head with the little lobes drawn yeah. off on mm-hmm. it. That was in the background somewhere. People, eagle eyed I didn't notice it right away. Eagle eyed people have noticed it. That's awesome. That was up on the mantle somewhere, you know. So it was sort of a Picard and Data mashup because it was sort of their realm when they were interacting. Um. But yeah, so just really lovely there. And uh, I thought it was really interesting that The Blue Skies is sung by Soji slash Dodge actress Isa Briones. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. She did a really great job, by the way. I had no idea. Yeah, it sounded terrific. Sing. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. So l- lots of great stuff to say there. I also kind of like the whole Picard kind of it realizes that this isn't for him. You know, like this isn't really his 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 end and in sort of classic you know rebirth form like a door with a bright light opens and he walks through it you know mm-hmm. it's that's very typical mm-hmm. imagery but still nice uh so then we can talk about what we think about picard being reborn as an organic synth i guess is the best way to call it to mm-hmm. term it yeah yep that's a good way of putting yeah. it yeah 
It's problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. It. 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 it yeah. <laughs> it's. It's even more problematic than the idea that someone can be resurrected from radiation poisoning using magic super blood. I, I would say it's just as problematic, if not more so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna say someone be resurrected from um, from radiation poisoning using the Genesis planet. I really thought oh, that's where you were going. No, no, no. I know because that that um, was so extraordinary that it answers the question: Why wouldn't this uh, piece of technology then be used to save everyone? Exactly. Exactly. But once you once you introduce that's exactly it, Jared, right? Because once you introduce this technology, that's it. It exists. Sure. And it's going to be used by by people, and it's going. Yep. This is like a they've created like an altered carbon. Yeah. Problem. If if, yeah, if you guys have. have watched that show where people go from body to body to body, yes, and rich it is people, very altered carbon. Rich people have like backup bodies so that if they died, they can their consciousness can be transferred to a new one. And it's, yeah, this is a problem for the universe, for sure. Mm-hmm. But do we do we think that this problem will ever be intelligently discussed in the subsequent two seasons of this show? No. We're just supposed no. to go, hooray, he doesn't have his brain abnormality. Now let's continue on. You really yeah, think so? But even That's if, oh, yeah. But, even if, but, but, yeah, it is a shame, but at the same time, do, I, do we want to watch that? Which part? Like, do I... Him learning about a new body and how he has to physically exist in this new body because I feel like we already saw that on Discovery. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't like. I don't know. The whole idea of this is so silly and absurd <laughs> to me that it, it, it smacks of like a bad superhero plot. Like it's just yeah, it's just shit. Yeah, like this is oh you thought Jean Grey died? Actually, no, she got put in an organic synthetic body, and that body died, and she was actually yeah. in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean where the Phoenix Force protected her. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, in some ways, it's like worse than that than than the superhero story because. He is exactly the way he was, exactly the way he was, except for the brain abnormality, right? He doesn't have superpowers. He's has is or the heart or the mechanical heart. heart. That's true. true. So they they gave him like a cloned heart, basically. That's normal then. But but he he will die. He will age at a regular rate and die of natural causes unless he dies before. So, um, and, and the thing that really. I didn't like. I was hoping that there because because it, it leaves Picard with having gone through no character changing substance. Right? There's nothing that's happened to him that's caused him to be a different person. And like the, like him coming into the new synth body should be the ultimate you know personification of going through a profound change. But mm, he is sure. unchanged yeah. by this to the point yeah. where he's even. I was hoping that when he was sipping his tea, he was going to go, "Oh wow, I'm going to have to get used to how this how tea tastes now." It's a little bit. Different. I really, I agree. I totally thought because they they definitely make a point to sort of show him sipping his tea, and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's that whole like, oh, this sensory input feels a little different to me. You know, it's going to taste yep. a little different or whatever. Nope, no mention. Not of even that. that. Yeah. So so so, what was the point in a lot of ways? The point was, I'll tell you what the point was. McGuffin. It was to get that scene with Data in the quantum realm. And because right. of that... Yeah, that's, that's totally it. what that's it was. That's right. It's to, get, yeah. it's to get there. You're right. I love so that they bent, scene. They bent, they bent over backwards to they, get to that. They got yeah. to it in a stupid way, and I hate the way that they got to it, but I love yeah, it so much. Yeah, I mean, so what happened much? to, like, plugging yourself into something? That We've seen that kind of thing so many times. Why couldn't they just, like, hook Picard into a, the quantum realm to say, or, buy or, the Data? 
it's been established that these androids are so awesome they can do a Vulcan mind meld. Huh. That's right. So we just do a little link up between people, like between Data's storage cubicle, like in uh-huh. Picard or something. Yeah. 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 It's true. They didn't need to go that far with it. And I find the decision to do it contradictive of the previous scene with Data. Yeah, and, it is. And and in statements Picard has made in the past. It is. Including in, gen- in Generations. Agreed. Agreed. Exactly. It's our mortality that defines us, Sauron, and is part of the truth of our existence. Mm. But he is and mortal. Then, his new that's body. That's right. So the, the cheat is, well, we did let you age. Like, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, but you know what? His time was up. Yep. He contracted a disease that killed him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And his time was up. And there's always the possibility, right, that they could go in and change that algorithm. It's just programming. Just do it again. Yeah. Ostensibly, they, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Pic- like, what if they this ends up being a bad thing for Picard? Like, he's ready to die. I'm like, oh, we just need you a few, five more years, five more years. You know, and he loses that part of his humanity. Like you're saying, he loses that ability to die. He already yeah. has. Yeah. So it's like it op- it just opens up a lot of stuff, none of which I'm particularly intrigued by. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we want to delve into that. No. Um, so I guess we'll see where it goes in season two. Um, <laughs> what a downer. Yeah, yeah, that part of it, I feel like that kind of threw everybody way off. So. Especially since they could have just done it as like a near-death experience, right? Yes. They could yes, have, he they could have just imagined that scene. Oh, I yeah. like that it was real. I like that. No, I do. I do, too. No, I do, too. And then it's real. Closure. I agree with Matt, though. It would have been better if there was a way for him to just jack himself in. Yeah. Even, you know, to, to say goodbye to Data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, another 2001 thing, of course, is the way he... Um, deactivates data permanently, you know, with the different rods being pulled out. Mm-hmm. Oh, one by one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a nice scene. Yeah, that's good. I mean, everything about that part of it is good. It's just mm. how we got there, basically. What the, you know, the yeah. wraparound is not great. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's not really clear how much time has passed between all this. And I think it's funny because people ask Shavon that too. And he, again, this is where he's a little flippant, right? He goes, Oh, how much time, you know, between the resurrection and those final scenes? Because, boy, it sure looks like everybody's kind of come to terms with everything. As we've noticed, people have kind of recovered. People have paired off, apparently, and weird, weird, unearned things that we can talk about in a minute. (laughs) Um, But so then he his answer is, oh, long enough for loose ends to be tied up, the XBs to be seen to and their safety arranged. Rafi and Seven to hook up, Gerardi to hire a lawyer, dot, dot, dot. So he's just being, he's just being like flippant. You know what I mean? It's like, right, because, you know, because that's, you know, people ask, like, um, isn't Gerardi still supposed to be on trial here for, you know, killing Maddox? So, like, what happened to that, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess... yeah motivated, motiv- whether, whether she gets cleared ultimately or not, I mean, she, she still she has she to be. Get... She can be cleared for right. sure. There, she still needs to be put on trial. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She still yeah. did something. Yeah. Um, yep. And so anyway, as we see, um, I, I, I guess I should backtrack. There are some really nice moments, of course, as they mourn the potential loss of Picard. I liked, I really liked the Rafi Rios stuff. Or excuse me, that was Rios and Seven, which is a good pairing. 
we've never paired Rios in seven before, and that was nice because they're both they're basically like unfortunately they've sort of become the same person. You know what I mean? Like badass, like jaded space pirate dude, mm. badass <laughs> jaded space pirate lady. You know what I mean? In a sense, um, which I don't like that they did that to seven. Rios is, is is fine, and seven is cool. They just need to not make her that and only that. You know, yeah, so far that's all she yeah, is, and it's unfortunate. But they do have that really nice um, thing where they talk about, "Oh, I never thought I would do that again." And they pass the drink, the gross-looking sludge, basically around, and um, you know, Rios talks about falling for another self-righteous, hard-ass old starship captain. Uh, I I enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Eleanor actually gets to, because of course he's you know Mister Absolute Candor, so he just has you know no filter which is fine which is great so he just basically just gets to sob to raffi which was nice you know like mm-hmm. somebody's mm-hmm. actually doing that because you know we got people drinking their feelings away over here and people not talking about it and we got people who are just being very open you know and so those were all nice moments uh i liked those and it was good to see because again we didn't see these pairings before so it was nice they mixed them up for that mm, agreed Okay, then we get to the pairings that make less sense, right? So we skip to the end. I just I forgot we didn't talk about it. So let's skip to the end where we have the kind of new crew assembled, maybe sort of. Right. At yeah. the end. Yeah. Right. So everybody's together. Seven's there. You know, Rafi's there. They're all sort of setting out. Hopefully, Picard's about to give his little, you know, engaged and smirk love, you know, look. Um, but why are why why are Seven and Rafi like canoodling? down I'm, below i'm fine with it i don't have a problem with it of course and in, in, in a sense that duh sure they can have a relationship i don't care about that what i do care about is where did it come from and here's the thing yeah. they make it shaban has a, again kind of a little snarky thing where he almost admits it came out of nowhere but then has also said oh you should probably go back and watch it all as a binge watch we told there, it's it's there. And no, it's not there. Yeah, no, it's not which there. Which is total bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, not not there. There. it's not there. <laughs> but I think it's fine. If you want to if you wanted to make if they've decided to make it up on the day of the shoot, that's fine. But then don't but say, say that. But then don't say But just say yeah, that then. Yeah, just say like they were shooting together in the mess hall and it kind of they, works yeah, organically. And it felt and it felt right and it yeah. felt right and they decided to do yeah, it. Yeah, and like fine. that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that. But then the, the problem I have is when they pretend it was this thing all along and you just didn't see it. Like no. Yeah, yeah. Well Shabon has said a few things that made me Question. Well, I think he's being kind of tongue in cheek, you know what I mean? He's just like, yeah. oh, he, yeah. and it's like, well, then just be real with us, though, that it, it yeah. came up on the yeah. day of or whatever or you f- liked it. Or frankly, just don't have the Instagram questions this session. Right. Or don't. Right. Is it really necessary? It's like, can you just be quiet and let people take in your art for a little bit? Do you have well, to jump he was on, being like... nice because people wouldn't. People won't. No, won't I think that was alone, fair. Though, well, know I know, I mean? but it's just yeah. like I don't want that to be out there because I want a minute to digest it without oh, I, having I, the content I, creator come and have to qualify everything about it to me. Preaching to the choir. I agree with that. We don't need it right away, or ever, maybe, but or certainly ever. not right away. Yeah. So, and of course, people ask, "Well, is Seven part of the the crew now?" And he kind of said, "Well, we don't really have a crew per se." We have a cast of characters and ensemble, so you know I'm pretty sure that's a little asterisk of don't expect Seven to just sit there and like become part of this little crew. She'll probably float in and out as they can use, you know, <laughs> as Jerry Ryan can guest star, you know, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is well, fi- again fine, but 
I think a lot of people saw that final shot with everyone assembled and thought, sweet, we now have a really great crew assembled for the second season. Well, there's no reason to, for people not to think that. That's what I mean. I, because I, that, I, I see yeah, why that's they the thought impression that. they right. want to give. That's yeah, right. And, that was the message. And, and, until we, but the recourse, the reality is, is, nah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? I don't think it's quite that cut and dry. Well, I think um, it, they can do it if they want, but they're not. Yeah. They're not. But they're not going to. hold right. into it. Yeah. Right. You think they're definitely no, they not going to? It. I think they oh, just. I have a feeling I, they're going to use seven to flit it in and out again. I don't think they're going to use her permanently. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Sure. I think there's a good possibility that that is their crew going forward. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, oh, think, yeah. I think almost everyone yeah. else is there for reals, for sure. Because, I mean, and then, so I think we should talk about that because we've, we've kind of assembled a motley version of the TNG cast in a way, haven't we? Because we've got, uh, we've got Soji as Data, right? And we've got Rios as sort of Will Riker, but also Captain sort of in between and got kind of a Raffi is a McCoy type so maybe Pulaski is the TNG equivalent because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we love Pulaski around the shuttle pod we, so. we do that's right and we've got team Pulaski we've got Gerardi is um, sort of scientist slash doctor person so it's kind of in there and you know there's sort of reason I guess that does that <laughs> it just occurred to me does that make <laughs> does that make Eleanor Worf because he's security I think I think it makes him, does it make him Wesley maybe? Does it make it, well he's, he's but he's like Wesley warrior Wesley then. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a he's a meld between Worf and he's Wesley. He's a love child of Worf and Wesley, he's a yeah. Worfly. Worfly. Yes. Uh-huh. No, but 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 it is it actually is good. I think it's nice that they're not really the same, but you can kind of see some of the parallels, but not directly in any way. It's just there's, there's, nice. there's sort of there, which is nice. I don't want direct parallels. And as we know, neither does Patrick Stewart. He doesn't want to do TNG 2.0. He's made that clear. Well, so. well, and TNG 2.0 was Voyager, right? If you want to talk about equivalence of the TNG well, cast. <laughs> more like, that's Voyager more like crew. TNG like 0.5. TNG light. Yeah, that's yeah. more yeah. like TNG light. Better, better way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Zima, you know, the Zima of TNG. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to put it. Oh, that's harsh, dude. No, that that's too. Har- to that's actually it. that. That's too harsh because I actually do like Voyager, and Voyager trips better than to be Zima. But you know, <laughs> Zima's kind of good. Okay. It's basically Mike's Hard Lemonade, which also well, is not like yeah. good, but it's not. It's just super, super sweet <laughs> lemony drink. Yeah, it's like it's like the fresh alcoholic fresca. Exactly, you know, it's like alcoholic yeah. fresca <laughs> with, with with extra sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's uh, time and place. Time and place. Please, please, no hate mail, Voyager fans. We didn't actually mean that about Voyager. Just being silly, because actually Voyager is, is as we know, actually has quite a lot of redeeming. Qualities. I love Voyager. Yeah, I like Voyager a lot. It um, did take a little while for it to grow into itself. It did. Yes. Uh, actually, the the impression that I yeah. got from that cast shot was that they really wished they were making Firefly instead, and maybe I've, I've said that before. <laughs> That's true too. The, the, That's the, true there's too. There's a lot of Firefly. Yeah. In there. There's a lot of yeah, Firefly definitely. in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't touch on it, but there's a lot of Mass Effect in this. Oh well. yeah, go, yeah. Go ahead, elaborate on that if you want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, I, I I can't riff on it too heavily. I didn't play the game. Tony Pascal has played it. Yeah. And he said that he was talking. To, was it talking to you, me, you and Kel? Kel was yeah. he talking to us the other day yeah. about it. Yeah. I watched a video he says about it's, it. It's, yeah, yeah and I watched a couple of videos. Yeah, it's pr- me... apparently the similarities are not so. Yeah, if you read like no. even the Wikipedia article, like synopsis on like kind of the general plot line for Mass Effect Three, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, wow, like okay. But I, I think we've talked. We were talking about this in our Slack of like last week, though. The the other problem with that is, 
I mean, it's not a problem, but uh, I think what happens is you there are only so many kind of like archetypical sci-fi plot lines, especially like for what they think is hip right now. Yes. So you're going to yeah. end up kind of kind of overlapping, right? You're going to kind of in that vein because that's just what people think is like a mm-hmm. cool sci-fi plot line right now. It's the, it's the trendy thing, I guess, to do. So there you go. There you go. But, you know, season two, um, who knows when they're really going to start filming. They were supposed to go start filming in middle, you know, like June or something of this year. But I, I, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Shabon said like mid 2020. He said, but that was pre- pre-contagion is his term. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. So. So who knows? I mean, we'll still, there'll be more Trek this year, regardless. Discovery, well, yeah. Even, they've got... if, even if Discovery gets delayed because of, mm-hmm. you know. Of the current situation, it'll still come out this year, uh-huh. and I think Lower Decks. Lower is still Decks. On yeah, they have, course they're too. on course yeah. to have the first season done. So yeah, we'll get yeah. More. So the, so the, both of those should still see the light of day this year. But Picard may be further away than we ever thought it would be. Though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going like, to get Picard could out. easily be like over a year from now. Mm-hmm. It could by the be time we actually see it. It could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. I did like that people asked if we were going to see more of um, Laris and Jaban, and he said, "Yeah, at least at least in theory, he said, yeah, he that he wants to." So they darn well better because they were great. I love them. Yeah, we like them. Yep. So, you know, it was funny. He uh, he said when you know they were coming up with plots and everything, he goes, he would have been totally content to have done like the a, a show of Picard at his vineyard <laughs> and like hanging out, hanging out in the French countryside. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would. That that was. Yeah. N- a lot of people would have liked. No, Shabon. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I think a lot of people would like that. I would like that, like him, like traveling, like the French countryside, like solving mysteries and stuff. <laughs> I love it. I totally would. I would watch the. I would love. I would watch the Jean Luc Picard mysteries. Oh yeah. So are we saying it's kind would, of a Knives Out, but Star Trek Picard or something? That would be fun. Yeah, that would be good. You know, that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, with, with a little bit of murder, you, with a little bit of murder, she wrote. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like that kind of thing. Well, you know. Yeah. When when they need another genre to to try and you know truckify, they can try that sometime. Patrick would be really good at a show. He like would, that, of course, he would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in his wheelhouse yeah. for sure. Yeah, totally. I, see, I want that kind of story because it's episodic. Ah, true. Ah, yeah. Hashtag bring back episodic storytelling, please. <sighs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, you know what? I, yeah, I I don't mind having an overarching arc for the season mm-hmm. that ties it all together but yeah i would prefer to like to let maybe let the the main plot fall into recede for a while into the background but the problem with that is i was at like if you're only doing 10 or 11 episodes it's kind of hard you to can't. do that yeah so much. I, don't know. I mean even like look at mandalorian they had a serialized they story did. but it was yeah. it had episodic stories within it it did have, it did have standalone episodes that's true, yeah. that's true. And they did a great job striking that balance, I thought. And so. each of those episodes served the plot. So there's a lot of, and there's yeah. other, um, look at a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They were in that transitionary period between episodic and serialized storytelling. And they did mm-hmm. a really good job, especially in the last several seasons, mm-hmm. of having an overarching theme with one bad, big bad guy, right? And and yep. each of the episodes had a beginning, middle, and an end. But then something about that episode uh, gave something to the the season wide storyline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see why there's any reason that TV can't do that again like it used to. And yeah. I, maybe it's just me being 
like you know having a boomer moment or something but <laughs> but i, I don't know it, no, there, there, i think there, a lot of people no, feel some, that way yeah in many ways you have more freedom that way because you can go from a horror episode one week to a comedy episode exactly. to, a, to an action adventure episode you know to, a, I mean? to a musical so. episode sure yeah, that's right that's critically it. acclaimed that's it. but yeah yeah the, but yeah the mandalorian the mandalorian weaved its way in and out of things really yes, well it did mandalorian was very well it was done fantastic yeah yeah it was very well done i'm so i mean you know people need to take note that they did a great job mm-hmm. take notes and plan accordingly you know what i mean like come on yeah, it it would not surprise me though. Assuming you know Kurtzman keeps making more Star Trek shows, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them ends up being episodic. That would be wonderful. Yeah, I think there's yeah. sort of, you know, an implication that if if there was enough kind of interest, and I think interest not from the Trekkies but like from the general like trends, you know, that they might go back that way. They've sort of kind mm-hmm. of you know tentatively hinted at that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Like Anson Mount, I mean, obviously, assuming there ever ends up being a Pike show, Anson Mount has said, and Anson Mount is an old school Star Trek. Yep, fan. he likes it episodic. He, he prefers it. Mm-hmm. He thinks Star Trek works better as an episodic mm-hmm. show. And then, and so, if they ever do a Pike show, they would be wise to exactly. They'd be wise to make his show that way. I think that would. Yeah. Be by the way, way, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm, that's all. Yeah. No, no. I, by the way, Anson Mount was on. The Inglorious Trexperts podcast a few weeks ago. It's great. It is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It is worth listening to. He talks about a lot of things, not just about Star Trek. Uh, that dude knows his stuff. Yep. Just as a as a as a as an artist and a filmmaker, he's he he's he's impressive. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth a listen. Yeah, he's plugged into he's the, also, all kinds of aspects. Yeah, he's also super nice, as we learned a couple of years ago in Vegas when Matt yes, just totally, super just nice. totally flagged him down in the middle of the dealer's hall. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it was yeah. it, for people who've been to STLV. You know, it's Sundays like where everything's really chill and things are shutting down, and we just happened to see Anson yeah, now. Yeah. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to go for it, and I, and I said hi to him and like introduced yeah. myself, and he was incredibly awesome. nice. Yeah, incredibly nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he comes across as a very genuine guy. Totally. Who knows who knows what he likes and doesn't like. That's another thing. I highly recommend listening to the podcast. It's the Inglorious Treks, but it's Mark Altman and uh, Darren Doctor. Yeah, if you listen to another Trek podcast besides ours, theirs is worth listening yeah. to. Yeah, theirs is well worth theirs well, is listen well worth listening to. Listen to ours first. To. Listen to ours first, but yeah. Of course. But it's a great podcast. Yeah. And they have a lot of great guests. They do, yeah. Great guests coming on. So. Okay, well... There you go. That's season one of Picard, everybody. Yes, indeed. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Clearly, uh, we're going to see Guinan. That's right. That's right. I, I forgot about that. That's right. He officially invited to join season two. It's somehow, some way. So, right. Yay. Yeah, it's great. And we haven't heard, and we haven't heard anything to the contrary. So we have to assume she's going to be there. Yay. Oh, you know, if if Sir Patrick wants her, they're going to write her in somehow, for sure. Heck yeah. Well, they made a public spectacle of it. I mean... Yeah, it was a big deal. Unless unless there was was some sort of contract impasse, she's going to be there. Mm -hmm. So so. So we'll see where that goes. And like we said, it's going to probably, unfortunately, be a little while. A while. Yeah. 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 Well, so is all of life on planet Earth, so... Yeah, we're all. Yeah. I was gonna say we're all kind of in a holding pattern at the moment. So there you go. Yep. 
Yeah, but it will happen. It will happen. And mm-hmm. we should point then, out that we are going to be able to do um, sort of our regularly scheduled programming here in the yes. ShutterPod. So that'll be um, mm-hmm. that is something that you can look forward to. And so, Kayla, is there any us. way that yep. is is there any way that people could support the ShutterPod? Jared, that's a great <laughs> question, and I'm really glad that you brought that up. <laughs> Only because you brought that up will I answer it. Um, yes, we now um, we've been making this podcast for something like five years now. Um, we all do it because we love it and we love um, hanging out with each other and hanging out with you guys. And we love the feedback we get from the listeners and you guys are the best um, group of listeners out there. And if you like the shuttle pod and you want to support us, we now have a Patreon page. Um, so you can go to patreon.com slash shuttle pod. Um, we have a few different tiers for various backer levels uh, we're sort of treating this as a tip jar so we're not offering products mm. we're not offering um you know executive producer credits or anything like that on the podcast we will offer a shout out on the podcast um uh, at certain tier levels but really it's just you know if you want to buy us um, a cup of coffee this month we would really really appreciate it um and if not if you're unable or you don't want to give that's fine too we're still going to keep making the podcast uh, yeah. But if that's, that's something why it's that... like a tip jar, it's, it's just an extra. Just exactly, just it's there yeah. if you if you want to use it. Um, so we really appreciate you guys either way. Yes, indeed. Perfect. Good, good summary, Kayla. And we do have a number of patrons already that we owe shoutouts to. So thanks to everyone who has um, donated to our Patreon tip jar, um, and very special shoutouts to the following people: uh, Matt Rashid. Nancy Garrett, Ted Twyman, Andrew Forcier, Ben Greenhagen, Michael Hanscom, Richard Klein, and Steven Scaldone or Scaldone. I'm not sure. I hope it's Scaldone. You can uh, message, so. message us. Proper us Italian know. name there. Yeah. yeah. Scaldone. Yeah, Mama well, thanks, thanks to our supporters. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Wow. So all of those people have given um, at least five dollars a month. Some people gave ten or twenty dollars a month. You guys are awesome. Wow, that's a nice. Yeah, that's a nice are, tip jar right there. Thank yeah, you. we are. We are amazed. Yeah, we are and, and very, very, very appreciative of all of you. Yeah, we really are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And um, another shout out to Ted Twyman who sent us a note with um, an idea for a future episode of the Shuttle Pod. Uh, which was on the economics of Star Trek, and that's the real-world economics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the demographics of it and the other other business considerations. Exactly. So that that would definitely be a fun one. I know, like, Brian and Matt, you guys talk about that quite a bit, and Tony talks mm-hmm. about that quite a bit. So yeah. I would yeah. just be interested to learn more about that from you guys, for sure. Yeah, right. so great suggestion, yeah. Ted. We'll keep it in yeah, mind. For thank, the yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, we've thought about that kind of thing in the past, and then we thought it might have been a little too inside baseball. But right. if there's an audience for it, yeah, we're we're totally down for talking about it. Yeah, definitely. So, but thank you, one and all. We are very humbled by it. All right. Well, I think with that, all right, was that we it? Should uh, sign off. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for joining us on this. Season one of Picard Trek. This this ten week voyage. Right. Mm. And we hope you enjoyed our insights and we hope to have you back in season two. And back to a re- regularly scheduled programming very soon. So be on the lookout. Yeah. Yes. So yes so indeed. Bi weekly instead of weekly and 
we'll get to jump into all kinds of topics. Yes. We have a few good ones coming up. So All right. Well, thanks, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.